This is the Oswego Alumni Podcast with your host, Carl Neff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Oswego Alumni Podcast, presented by the Oswego Alumni Association and WNYO. I'm your host, Carl Neff, and every month we bring on different alumni from various fields and degrees to talk with us about their time at Oswego and their lives after graduation. Just a reminder that the views and opinions on the podcast are of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Oswego Alumni Association, SUNY Oswego, or any of its officials. This month, we invite on an alumnus who has made an impact on YouTube, Charlene Assam. Class of 2016 is a content accountant with Netflix and the face behind the migrant hope. At Oswego, Charlene earned her bachelor's in accounting and earned an MBA in public accounting. She is now a certified public accountant auditor, and a full-time YouTuber based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Charlene, I'm excited to talk with you about your role at Netflix and your YouTube channel. But first, let's get to know you a little bit better. Where are you from originally? Yeah, so I'm originally from Cameroon, which is in West Africa. And I moved to the U.S. almost nine years ago now, 2012. Um, came from, you know, Cameroon, West Africa, like I mentioned. And then I came straight to Oswego and started school. So, and where I am currently, I'm currently in Atlanta, Georgia. I just moved here from Brooklyn and I've been in Brooklyn for so many years. And now I'm possibly moving to California in the next, Four months, five months, I don't even know, but I may be moving to California in a couple of months. So in a lot of, in the middle of a lot of, lot of transition right now. You majored in accounting. How did you pick your major when you went to Oswego? At Oswego, initially, when I came in, because uh, my, my sister helped me do the application, I came in as human resource um, major. That is absolutely not my personality. I don't even know why she chose that. But no, as soon as I go to Oswego, maybe like the first or second week of school, went straight to the business school and changed my major to accounting, which is what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, my major was accounting, and then I did have a minor in international business. Seems like everybody has a story or a reason as to why they picked Oswego. What was your story? Um, so honestly speaking, I just needed a school. So when I was in Cameroon, like I wasn't really eager, honestly, to come to America at all. Cause I was like, oh, you know, I don't really like, I was like, I'm fine in Cameroon. Like I don't need to leave. But either way, my sister was in school at the time in Oswego. So it just made sense. I actually got into got into a couple of other schools, but she was there. My initial goal was like, okay, let's try it out for one semester. If I don't like it, I can always transfer it. But I liked it enough, good environment, really, really loved Oswego. Um, and then that's honestly how I ended up just staying. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to get involved in when going to Oswego, a lot of clubs to choose from. What were you involved in? Yeah, when I was on campus, I was involved in a lot, like you did mention. So one of the first things that I was involved with, you know, I'm African, so I was very involved in the African Student Organization. My freshman year, I think I was just like a regular member, but I was able to be on the committee, which is like a nice group of individuals who, you know, you get to see what people do on the e-board without actually being on the e-board. So when we had events, you know, I'll show up, be there, be able to help them out, you know, kind of see the background behind everything. I did mentioned my major was accounting so I knew that okay if I wanted to be on the board for sure I wanted to serve in some sort of finance accounting role so my second year of college my sophomore year I applied and then I was involved as a treasurer I was a treasurer and then also you know being my major accounting I was involved in the accounting society which I did up until the day I literally graduated with my master's and then eventually at some point I did um, the 
honor society for accounting and then i was able to i'm honestly oh my one of the best things i did i was actually what the chairwoman for the student advisory board for the business school where i did that for two years amazing amazing opportunity i worked with the team directly of the business school and it was such a good experience like it really provided me a lot of opportunity, a lot of leadership experience, and just uh, there was a lot to do. And he, he kind of gave us so much autonomy to just really run with it and just really change the course of like the students' lives, like in the business school. Would you say being a part of these clubs is beneficial for your future? Oh yes, in so many ways. I think you know. I think it's so important to get involved on campus. Regardless of what student you are, you know, it's very important. You could be a secretary, you could be any any e-board position, or even if you're just a very active member, it definitely makes you accountable, right? When you start working, you have to be accountable for your work. You have to be accountable to your manager, to people who even report to you. So being in a student leadership role definitely taught me to be accountable. You know, you have to show up at particular times. For example, when we used to do people's taxes, like as part of the VIDA program, which is, I think, the volunteer income tax assistance program that the business school offers. You have to show up at a particular time because I was part of the honor society. You have to like wake up on Saturday mornings. I did taxes on most Saturday mornings when everybody's like slumped from Friday night. We had to show up and like, you know, do people's taxes because you had to meet a certain number of hours to be able to, you know, be in the honor society. It, it definitely taught me a lot, and it definitely made me to be the person I am, honestly speaking. What advice do you have for students who are still unsure of what major they want to get into, just like you were? You have to try, right? So I, I listened to a podcast the other day that said, God, like I'm, I'm come from a Christian background, right? Like God blesses you in the doing. So you have have to do something, right? Take out the Christianity con- context of it even. You have to do stuff to be able to get to where you need to be. So let's say, you know, okay, maybe I'm dabbling with the idea. Do I want to go into marketing? Do I want to declare that? Or do I want to do something more in communications? Get involved on campus. There are marketing, so there's an um, AMA. They have a wonderful organization on campus. There's something for communications. You can even get involved with WTOP, you know. They definitely have some involvement in that you cannot know what you're interested in. You cannot sit at home or sit in your dorm room and think that you'll get interested off the bat. You have to look for those things that make you interested. And then you will try something out. I had an internship one time that was marketing. And I was like, absolutely not. No, thank you. I have no interest in this, no way, shape, or form. I don't want anything to do with this. Maybe marketing classes. I was like, I'm just trying to get an A and get out. I don't want to work in this at all. But I had to try it, right, to know that, yeah, this is not for me, sis. I'm like, uh-uh, that's not my calling in life. Like, it's the same thing, right? I took a class in evolution. I remember I walked into Professor McDonald's. I don't even know if he still teaches in Oswego. I walked into his class, his office hours, and I was like, I don't even understand what a cell is. I was like, I can't do this. I don't want anything involved with the science. Like, that was my one and only science genetic class. I never wanted anything to do with it again. But you have to try, try out things before you decide. And then also use career services. I used to work in career services. I was a graduate advisor. You need to tr- use the resources. Also, Oswego is a, like, no matter what anybody says, Oswego is one of the best schools in this country. I don't care because there is so, 
good thing is it's not too big. So everybody genuinely cares. Like I always say, every opportunity I've gotten in this life, I never forget my professors. I don't forget people I knew, my closest friends in America, all of them from Oswego. Every single person. So people are very, very helpful. So you need to also break out, right? Don't be too comfortable and just say, okay, I don't know what I want to do. But you need to figure out and say, how do I get where I need to be? Christy, she was my boss in career services. She's awesome. You can go talk to her. She'll be able to help you, honestly. Now to throw a little bit of a fun question at you. We've been talking about weather, talking about Georgia, maybe going to California. But in Oswego, what was worse, the snow or the wind? Oh, the wind, easy. Like the wind would make my ears literally like freeze. Like I, oh, I hated it. Coming from Africa, coming from a Cam Cameroon, the, the temperature is like literally 95 degrees Fahrenheit all the time. Like, and especially where I live in Cameroon, in Douala, which is like the equivalent of New York City, like busy and the heat, like every single thing. Oh my God, Oswego, the wind, mm-mm. Because sometimes, like, you have a beanie on and then you don't put security. Like, the wind will literally move that, remove that thing from your head. Hated it. I couldn't. You know, I went back to Oswego to visit a little bit recently, and I forgot how bad the wind was until my buddy and I were leaving Shinneman, and those big heavy doors that they installed absolutely got ripped open and his hat flew off when we tried leaving outside. Exactly, exactly. Like, and then also when it gets so windy, sometimes you're trying to open the door and it's so hard, especially for MCC, like Morano. But it was, I love, I love those people though. Will I do the snow again? No, thank you. Coming up after a little break, we're going to be talking about Charlene's journey after graduating to where she is now. Don't go anywhere. It's the Oswego Alumni Podcast. We'll be right back. The Oswego Alumni Podcast is brought to you by WNYO and the Oswego Alumni Association. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your healthcare provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Welcome back to the Oswego Alumni Podcast, presented by the Oswego Alumni Association and WNYO. I'm Carl Neff, joined by Charlene Assam, class of 2016 today. Let's get into your post-graduation life. What was it like trying to find a job after graduating? Yes, absolutely. Let me take it back a little bit just so that we have good context, right? So when I was in Oswego, my sophomore year, yes. So I knew, okay, I definitely wanted to work in public accounting because that's by getting involved in the accounting society, I was exposed to so many different firms and corporations be like, okay, you know, this is kind of where I want to work at, which is why it's so important that people get involved on campus because there's so much information out there that nobody will tell you. You have to really go out there and seek that. So my sophomore year, I was like, okay, cool. I think PwC is it. I had family who was working in PwC, but in a different country. So what I did was I was able to intern in PwC in Cameroon and I got that experience, but I knew that, okay, PwC is the same company. If I have that on my resume, 
resume, it will give me a jump start. So I was able to intern there my sophomore year. And then my junior year, I came and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to work in the New York office. Applied, interviewed there. And then I got the internship offer. The good thing with accounting is once you interview once and you do good at your internship, it's almost guaranteed that you get a full-time offer with public accounting. So by the time my, my internship was over sophomore year, I already had one for the end of senior year. And then because I did get my MBA at Oswego, so by the time I graduated, they had already given me a full-time offer. So this is 2017. I'm done with my master's. It was taking my CPA exam in the meantime while I was in school. And then I started work at PwC in New York in the New York City office. So I started in October 2017. I worked there in the audit practice, you know, did that, traveled a lot, saw different things. I, oh my God, I really, really enjoyed my experience in New York. I miss everybody, even till today. Like I'm still talking. I don't work there, but I miss them so much. Like I talk to all of them all the time. So it was a nice experience. And then I moved to Atlanta in September of 2020. I just wanted to change, try out a different city. I had been in New York for a while. I was like, let me try something else. So I did move with PwC and then I worked here for a number of months. And then at some point I was like, you know what? I think it's time for change in my career. I want to try and learn something else. I'm really excited. I'm really interested in, you know, something different. And hence, I ended up getting a job at Netflix, which I started about six weeks ago. And I'm currently at Netflix working as a content accountant. Now, as you're working for Netflix all this time, you started from scratch your own YouTube channel called The Migrant Hope. Can you talk to us about your channel? Tell us about what, what you post, what the message is, and what inspired you to start it? Yes. So The Migrant Hope is basically, for those who don't know, right, The Migrant Hope is a platform where we inspire intentional choices in the lives of young Black uh, millennials and also our allies, right? Anybody who believes and supports Black professionals. So basically how I started The Migrant Hope in general was it started off as a YouTube channel. I talk a lot. Everybody knows it. I, and I just, whoever I see is my culprit to download information. I just, I always want to talk. So my friends and family were like, you know what? All this information, you need to actually get a YouTube channel. So when I was in Oswego, actually, I used to have a YouTube channel. And I would just talk on there. You know, it was more like a spiritual channel. Like I used to, you know, preach on there and pray and everything. And then I had a series of circumstances that went on in life. And I was like, oops, I cannot even do the God thing anymore, you know. I felt, you know, I, I went through a difficult phase. You know, now fast forward to how the migrant hope actually became what it is today. I wanted, I know that I'm extremely. Uh, passionate about personal finance, especially for the Black community. You know, one thing that I realized that was there's a huge uh, racial wealth gap in America, right? Like, we are not all the same. There's a huge, huge gap between people who identify as Black, African-American versus people who are of Caucasian descent and people who may have had certain opportunities that others do not necessarily have. So that is what the Migrant Hope is. We fill that gap by making personal finance relatable because I know and I strongly believe believe that a lot of the opportunities that we don't have as black people in America is because we don't have the resources and resources I mean capital I mean money we don't have those financial we don't have those resources when it comes to money that I want to be able to use so with my field with my experience I try to use a lot of my own opportunity to be able to help other people to be able to make personal finance and as a result in general self-development um, really 
um, relatable and enjoyable for everybody. So that's kind of how we evolved as a brand. Right now we have a very, very active in Instagram page we have our YouTube channel, of course, which we have videos every single Wednesday, which everybody should go check it out. And then we also have events that I put on. We actually just had one last week, Thursday, which basically these events are just come together, talk. Let's just talk about something, talk about something relevant, important. If you want to dance, feel free. If you want to chat, feel free. But we come up with solutions, right? And these events are particularly pertain to African immigrants and really, really talking about the struggles especially when it comes to money and finances. So still within the realm of, um, of personal finance, we're very pertain uh, pertaining to the African immigrant. Does the Migrant Hope have a website yet? No, so we don't have a website yet. I've been kind of, you know, I've kind of been dabbling with the idea. Do we actually need a full-blown website because there's maintenance and all that? And right now I am a one-man shop, you know, come, when it comes to creative content, ideas, the designs, every single thing, I do everything on my own. So we are kind of at the phase where I'm possibly looking to get new people on board. But, and then that's also probably going to phase out with like a whole website and everything. But for now, know we have our youtube page you know which we have an email on there that you know if you want to get in contact with me for any reason you know instagram extremely active on there check that several times a day so we're very active on those social media channels but no not yet website probably coming soon but we're still kind of dabbling with the idea yeah do you have any goals for the Migrant Hope as it continues to grow? Absolutely. So with the Migrant Hope, you know, I really believe, I'm someone who I believe in speaking things into existence. So the Migrant Hope, our goal is we're looking to now get brand sponsorships, right? Working with a lot of financial institutions to be able to help empower the Black community, right? Black millennials, which is our niche, which is our goal. We are looking for you guys. I'm going to call you out. Marcus Goldman Sachs, they know I talk about them all the time. I'm an avid user. I put all my family on because they have amazing products that I've used, truly believe in, has really, really helped my own personal finance journey. So we're definitely looking for brand sponsorships and we will get some by the end of this year. That's our goal definitely for the migrants. And then we definitely want to grow our YouTube page so that we reach more people to be able to provide provide more and easy and easy um, content so that it's easy to digest. Now I'm assuming if your page picks up, will you just stick to that full time instead of working at Netflix? I don't know if I want to get I wouldn't definitely not get rid of my um my my other my job at Netflix. I really like it a lot. I definitely believe that I can do both and I don't know. The goal has never been to quit one versus the other. I kind of think that I definitely believe that I can definitely do both at the same. I've been doing both for the past three years now. So I think that it's definitely doable. But, you know, we never know what the future holds. But for now, there's none of that. Now, aside from the migrant hope with your career as an auditor, as a CPA, what are your goals there for your career going forward? My goal would be myself being a manager one day. I love people, love being around people. So I would love to do my work, be diligent at it, and then hopefully, you know, in the future, be able to get the opportunity to be able to work with amazing people, be able to lead a team, lead people, and be able to, you know, just level up in a sense, right? And that would come with time. So yes, I definitely see that for myself. 
What advice do you have for recent graduates or even people who might have graduated for a while who are still looking to get into the field that they want to get into? Yes, absolutely. So it depends on what stage you are in life, right? Let's say, okay, for sure, you're graduating, let's say you're graduating from Oswego in a month in May and you're trying to look for a job. I would definitely, one piece of advice I would say is don't give up, right? Even for me to be able to get this job I have, I thank God so much every single day for this job, but it wasn't easy. Right, you have to apply, you'll get rejections, you'll get acceptance, you know, and there are several things that you have to weigh into before accepting any offer. So definitely, definitely don't give up. And then also it's okay to take a job that may not be your ideal job. I think many of us, especially millennials, we get very, very, very worked up with having the best job right out of college. Like, you need to give yourself some grace, give yourself some time to say, okay, you know what? I may do something. I always say, as long as what you're doing is somewhat in alignment in some way, shape, or form with something else that you're going to do in the future, it's okay. Do it. You, not everybody lands their dream job out of college. And I, I have this conception of a dream job. Sometimes, we you know, we work towards a goal in life. And when you get to that goal, you're like, wow, is this really it? And that's something I wish someone would have told me in Oswego. Don't be so eager to get to the point be eager for the journey right because you will learn so much along the way and your your interest might change you know you might want to do different things so you should be open to that and you may not get what you want right out of school but it doesn't mean you, by the time you graduate you're 22 23 you have so many years to go on to be able to accomplish a lot and you'll be able to get there at some way one of my professors at Oswego Mary Rogers she knows she gave me a piece of advice when I left Oswego. She literally drew a map, but it was a very, very confused map. There was no head or tail. She said, this is where you start. And she said, Charlene, you're going to go through this loop, that loop, everything. And eventually, you're going to get to where you need to be. And also, for anybody graduating, your interest may change and be okay with that. Change is good. Because you, you went to school for sociology does not mean you have to work as, um, as a social worker. You don't have to be that or this you know the world is big there's a lot of opportunity in america and someone who is an immigrant telling you especially especially if you were born in this country i always say if you guys don't know the opportunities that you have so there's a lot of opportunities so just be open to change and know that not all ch change is not bad right and not all change is the worst thing but just be open to to new things and new challenges in life would you consider yourself a resource for people to reach out to? You guys, whoever listens to the podcast, I hope you do, you know, connect with me. I love, love, love being able to just help and share. There are a lot of things that I didn't know, and I didn't really have too much mentorship when I was in school at all. Like, I was just having this conversation yesterday with one of my friends, and I was like, a lot of stuff. I had to figure it out. I didn't even know. I came from this country. At one, I came straight from the airport to Hart Hall. Like, so, you know, there are a lot of things that I went through that I wish, like, someone was there to just tell me, okay, you know, go about it this way. I made a lot of mistakes. Luckily, nothing was too detrimental, but I, I want to be that resource for you guys. You know, if you're thinking about a major, you know, even if you're in your career and you're trying to figure out how do I get to the next point, how do I get to that next internship, get that next job, you know, reach out. I may not know the answer for you, or I may not have it, but I will, I tr trust me, I will find the answer for you. So I like to think of myself as a connector. I don't have it all, but I will find somebody who will be able to find, who will be able to get it to you. And that is all the time we have for this episode of the Oswego Alumni Podcast. 
Special thank you to Charlene Assam, class of 2016, for coming on as our guest for today's episode. It was great to hear your stories and get your advice for everyone. If you or someone you know would like to be interviewed in a future episode of the Oswego Alumni Podcast, please email us at alumni at oswego.edu and we'll be sure to get right back to you. Until next time, I'm Carl Neff and I'll see you soon. The Oswego Alumni Podcast is brought to you by WNYO and the Oswego Alumni Association.